0: Who's that guy? You know who I am.
1: Yeah, I know who I am. One for the players at the crib, dank and drinks. And two is for the sound hooty-hoo that I make. Nice Where did hoodies come from? I saw Val Kilmer once. He was walking outside of a dumpling shop in a trench coat. Don't use ketchup on your hot dog. Let's do the number one meal with a large root beer. I'm an emotional creature. Don't open that door! <laughs> Tell all your friends
0: about me. The Nate Show podcast is presented by Safe Clicker Media Group. Please follow the show at The Nate Show on Facebook and at That's Nate Cox on Instagram. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. It's time.
1: It has been brought to my attention very recently that I have a tendency to overexplain things. So I'm going to attempt on the front end to not do that for this episode and also the episode that's coming after it. Because my guest on each of these two episodes uh, is Brandy Augustus, if that name sounds familiar. It's because I've chatted with her a couple different times already on the podcast. I would strongly encourage going back and listening to those two episodes to get sort of a better idea of who she is and what she's all about. Now, she'll talk about those things on this episode. But I think that, that epi- those first two episodes are going to be a bit more informative on the front end to kind of let you know again what, who she is and what she's all about. I will apologize for the audio issues that I had on those two episodes. Um, I've since corrected those issues, so the um, communication on the next two will be crystal clear. Now, I know that I don't usually venture into politics. I think that some things go above and beyond red versus blue, conservative versus liberal. And we're going to touch on those things, and so I just want to put that as a disclaimer up front. We did it on the previous episodes, specifically this one. We're definitely doing it again, um, and then the episode after this one, which I'll actually release the next day, uh, we focus more on just we sort of um, just chat about music and a lot of random stuff. We dive into a few random topics on this episode. But this one's still mainly focused on, you know, different issues going on in our country and everything. With the, uh, we're fresh on the heels of the, you know, the storming of the Capitol and that whole thing. And, you know, she also is going to shed some light on, you know, you hear the name, the words uh, Antifa brought up quite a bit. She's going to sh- uh, shed some light on what that is, but more importantly, what it isn't. Um, we somehow we start diving into talking about, you know, kids' television shows and how they can be problematic at times, and then we s- kind of circle back around to some things going on in our country. And again, uh, the episode following this one uh, will be a, a lot more lighthearted and fun. We'll just be talking about music and random stuff. So, again, I want to say real quick, though, before this episode gets rolling, uh, the Nate show 423com is where you can keep up with everything going on, whether it be, you know, podcast episodes. There's links to find, you know, the very podcast that you're listening to. There's you know, links to YouTube channels, all kinds of cool stuff. And there's a lot of cool stuff on the way. So definitely check that out. Again, the Nate Show 423. There's so much cool stuff in the works. But for now, for today, I want the focus to be on the conversation with Brandy Augustus. So here it is. Real quick, because, you know, if if someone's listening to this or watching this, they've already seen or heard me, you know, kind of refer to our previous conversations and, and you know, recommend that they check out those. But so without going through that whole thing, I want you real quick, Brandy, just kind of give an introduction of yourself and what it is that you do for a living and maybe some causes that you're interested in. So people kind of know on the front end what we're all about here.
0: We're... Uh, Brandy Augustus. I am one of the co-members, co-founders of Knoxville's Black Mamas Bailout, which is a um, liberation-based organization where we bail black mamas and caregivers out of jail that are just sitting there just because they can't afford most of the time like $50 bond before they go to court. Um, I am also on the board for the Flying Anvil um, Theater, which is one of the only theater companies that actually pays us actors here in Knoxville. I am on the PTA for Vine Middle Magnet School. Um, I am on the advisory board for The Bottom, which is a Black-owned space here in Knoxville, Black black woman-owned space that's also a Black bookstore. Um, and then I work at Highlander Research and Education Center, which is a social justice nonprofit organization that serves to be a catalyst for change um, throughout the South. Gotcha. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... You know, if someone's listening to this episode, too, they they may or may not have listened to my last episode, which was about addressing the elephant in the room. So I want to do that with you here. Did you get your stimmy yet?
0: <laughs> yeah, I got my stimmy. actually. <laughs> I'm so happy I got my stimmy.
1: <laughs> Probably not a question I should have asked a woman, but it's kind of an indelicate question to ask. Anyway, so.
0: <clears throat> no, it's okay. I've been waiting on it, man. I, was like, I thought it was BB&T trying to give me trouble, but it wasn't. It was actually a... <laughs> did my taxes last year whoever did my taxes last year jackson you at an hr block one yeah. of
1: them yeah i'd seen that a lot where people were having their stuff held up but i mean you know because we talked before this that i wanted to sneak that word in somewhere in the conversation just the word so <laughs> figured i'd get it out of the way so we can focus the rest of the way um but you know the last time that we talked uh we were just weeks after the george floyd incident and so a lot of the stuff you were doing was centered around raising awareness for for different causes and then you dealt with the brianna taylor situation too um and what i think you and i talked about this we were both encouraged by the amount of people that, that were taking action and maybe taking notice for the first time. Um, but we were also simultaneously afraid that much like what always happens is that that energy you hear, keep that same energy would wear off and that we'd be distracted and whatever. So I want to ask you on the front end here, you know, what have you been up to as far as those causes the last, I think it's been about six months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what do you see present day that we could still you know, use a lot of work on?
0: So um, the, the marches have stopped. Yep. The marches have stopped. Uh Louisville, like Louisville. Ooh, I feel like so out of place now. <laughs> Louisville. I got it. <laughs> um, there there's an organization there. Um and there's like a really dope organizer who April, April Taylor. She kept those marches going. Um they did, I think, almost 150 days of marches, or something, and maybe over that. I think that was the last time I checked, and that was like some weeks ago. Um, but like just keeping that going. And then there's an organization local to Knoxville it's, um, Black Coffee Justice, it's Accountability Serves Strong. Like, and I don't know if you're familiar with Constance Every, but she leads that. And they have been working really close with Until Freedom. Until Freedom is the national organization that is directly working um, for the justice for Breonna Taylor. They were the ones, the 90-some-odd people who got arrested one weekend, like, in front of the DA's house and then on the bridge. Like, the next weekend, that was an until freedom thing, and Black Coffee Justice was there with them with that for the bridge. Um, So these things are still happening. There is an action on the 11th. That's tomorrow. In Louisville, where they're going back um, and still demanding that you know Dan- Daniel Cameron do something, you know, and we realized, or it just came out that um, they were fired or something. Something happened here recently where two of the officers got something, and it was just like, no, 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 homie, we need to press charges. We need to arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. We mean that for real. Um, so that's still happening. Um, I think that with some of the other the deaths that have been happened that have happened since then, they haven't like received a lot of the coverage. And I, I don't want to say that people are burnt out, but I feel like you know you become desensitized to things so much sometimes. Like when it's just continuing to happen, um, and then you don't see change, and then people do get organizers get burnt out organizers get tired of telling people to stop killing us you know like and then organizers are dying and like nobody's responding and um it becomes a lot so I I still see movement I still see actions happening and I still see people like about the fight or whatever um it it just kind of looks different now
1: yeah and that was something you just mentioned it but something that stuck out from our previous conversation was because a lot of what you do is you know equipping and preparing people that if you're going to go out and have your voice heard, okay, here's some tips. Here's what you may need to do. And you had mentioned that you had reached out or someone in your organization had reached out to law enforcement and said, Hey, we're going to be out here. Just, you know, take it easy on us. Like try not to, you know, kill us or anything. And it's like, I remember that stuck out with me. Like just first of all, to have to do that once is just beyond imagination, but also like you also just mentioned, like that has to be exhausting to constantly be like, well, we want to do something, but like, we literally have to take our life in our hands each time and then, and we'll get to this. And then you see what recently just happened at the Capitol. And it's like, like actually, you know, what? let's get to it now. <laughs> Cause it's again, Yeah. So, Okay, yeah, address that real quick, because, yeah.
0: So somebody asked me, was I prepared for the civvy? And I was like, I have no idea what <laughs> you're talking about, so I'm going to say no, you know? <laughs> I was like, what is that? They was like the Civil War. I was like, oh, it was like, yeah, that's what they're calling it on Twitter. I was like, you need to get off Twitter.
1: <laughs> I love, I, sometimes I love and also hate the 2000s, and that's a good example. It's just like referring to the new Civil War as the civi. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but like,
0: you know what? You as long as you got your STEMI, you, you can participate can head, in the city. You STEMI. can buy
1: some weapons for the city. Like you're, yeah, you're ready to go. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you know, it's that's the thing, though, is like we sit here, we laugh, we joke about it, but it's like
0: it's the world's on fire.
1: What you saw the other day, you know, and as a reminder, we're a week and a half as we're recording this away from inauguration day. You know that and, people
0: are still planning. Okay, so can we talk about that real quick? Why yeah. did he announce that he wasn't going to be at the inauguration? Why do you think that he announced that he wasn't going to be at the inauguration? If want to, you know, try this again, <laughs> I ain't gonna be there, and you gonna have everybody that you don't like in one space, and it makes me nervous that you know it could possibly be a dog whistle because we know that people are like they have planned to come back.
1: Yeah, That's the thing is with, God, because when you asked me that, I made the mistake of trying to apply logic to anything that he says or does. And so, yeah, I think look it's, you. if I You're have <laughs> if I have a um, if I have a guess, I, I would tend to agree with what you just said. And also it's kind of like it's it allows him to appear to be magnanimous and say, look, I'm not the problem. Like these people took matters in their own hands. I didn't tell them to do that. So just to prove it, if it happens again, I ain't I ain't gonna be there. Like
0: Can we talk about that too though? Yeah. Because he did. He told them to march down to the Capitol. He said we will march down to the Capitol and they did.
1: I love the Twitter. Actually I don't love it. I hate it. The Twitter timelines of people that are like as the Capitol stuff was happening. Hey, this is happening. History is being made today. Antifa did this, just like the immediate like
0: deflection, <laughs> blame shifting.
1: Because again, like, when like do they talk-
0: think that Antifa came? Because it's like they say that everybody, it was all Trump supporters at the rally that Trump was speaking at, right? So, is it when they turned, like when people turned, is that when like Trump supporters started pulling out, and then Antifa started rolling up? Is that, did they do one of those like zipper merges things or? <laughs> I mean,
1: the sarcastic side of me, which usually prevails, just assumes that Atifa wasn't there because they probably had to work that day, but that's part of it. Also, I don't know if, if this what we talked about before all this will make it in. So tell me again and tell the audience for the first time, I guess, your views on the whole Antifa thing? Cause you brought some interesting points up when we were talking off air a minute ago.
0: So there are a couple of things. Um, first Antifa isn't an organization. It's not like Antifa meets bi-weekly or something like that, you know, um, and I, antifa is more of just people who are anti-fascist you know and people who are anti-fascist when when they protest when we protest things like that like we're usually a very diverse group of people that come with a multitude of skills so just like with the blm protests that we had these past summer this past summer or whatever we know that like when Antifa shows up, they showing up with medics. They are showing up with, like, um, we saw how, like, we were fighting back against the police and things like that or whatever, being attacked by the police and, like, how resourceful we had to be or whatever. So we come with, like, these skills and these things like that. And But more than anything, we come with a plan. You know, we have a plan. We have a message. We have a, a message for the plan. And it's not to just sit down in somebody's office and take pictures. You know, when we do actions, we do actions. We chain ourselves to doors and pillars inside of facilities where they have to come and physically remove us. Like we don't get escorted out. escorted out, but also we don't get escorted in. You know, They're, like, <laughs> they yeah. removed the barricades, open the doors, and let them walk in. So, yeah, that's not Antifa. That's not how Antifa interacts with the police or the police interacts with Antifa. What,
1: what I saw watching that the other day was, and maybe there were people in that crowd that had the plan, okay, we're going to get in there and just mess some stuff up. But what I saw happen was what usually happens in a group dynamic where there's no plan is just you just feed off the energy. So I was... Mm-hmm. I would say that there are people that were that literally ended up inside the Capitol that literally just went to grab a hot dog from that vendor that was set up down there, that they were just, Oh, the crowd's here. We're here to support Trump, whatever, which is cool. Fine. Whatever. Keep. Yeah, whatever. But then when they saw stuff start to happen, I want to be a part of this. And that's what always happens in those scenarios. I could tell, I could tell that there, for the most part, there was largely no plan, No, no matter whether you think, You know, Trump people did it or Antifa did it. There was no real plan. It was just there was one
0: person with a plan there. The Tennessee officer, yeah, that fully met in his, yeah, with the zip ties, sir. What are you doing? Who are you targeting? Like, what that is terrifying,
1: yeah. Um, was um, maybe the internet fooled me, but was there not a difference in and again i can cut this out if i'm super wrong about this i saw some memes going around about how the night shift wasn't messing around so like when there so when people were still lingering loitering at the capitol late at night that night shift did oh, have yeah, their gear on yeah, and they, they were like, okay, like, yeah, this we're not gonna do this tonight.
0: Yeah, leave that in because they was fucking him up. The night no. shift did not come to fuck around. They're no, like, the, oh, this... you not, you not going back to blue. <laughs> no, the, the man,
1: the manager is gone for the day. I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. And it was like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing this.
0: <laughs> that is, oh yeah, <laughs> they, they was not fucking around, and I'm like, it, 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 it creates this really weird conundrum for me because it's like. Fuck the police. But y'all killing the police. (laughs) Like, just because, you know, y'all didn't get your way. Y'all are contesting a fair and free election. What Tommy Lawrence said, this was a fair and free election. You know? So y'all are like, really, fucking shit up. Y'all killed a police officer because you didn't get your way. What type of privilege is that?
1: That's the thing. And... It didn't take long. But what I feared immediately when I saw all this was how long until we start comparing, you know, Black Lives Matter protests to what happened, you know, that day at the Capitol. And it's like, it's not even this. It's not the same. It's not the same.
0: I'm like, who's dying in the Black Lives Matter protests? The black people. And we're protesting because y'all are killing us to begin with. You know, the people and the, the energy that y'all showed up with, y'all knew for weeks that the, this protest was going to happen at the Capitol, just like y'all knew for weeks that BLM was going to protest at the Capitol. The way that y'all prepared for those two groups was vastly different, vastly different. Y'all had the National Guard already deployed. National Guard never got deployed, and they breached the building
1: what was weird to me was I was watching the news the night before and they were talking about um, we can, this kind of brings it full circle. They were talking about Milwaukee and the situation in Milwaukee and how that was being responded to and everything. And then as like a secondary news item and Oh, uh, some businesses in DC are boarding up their doors, you know, just in case anything happens, probably won't, but just in case. And it was like, okay like I remember that causing me like a tiny bit of alarm at first I'm like well yeah. they obviously know something
0: something there's something unsettling about what's to come
1: you don't drive up from West Palm Beach just to hang out in DC in January like that's not something that you do or, or wherever people travel from but that was one example I just remember hearing someone on the news say hey I, yeah I came up from West Palm Beach like why get a hot dog from that vendor like that's not why you're here like you're here to do something so what are you here to do
0: he maybe he was like elizabeth from knoxville and he was was... there for the revolution
1: (laughs) talk talk about something else that was like not at all surprising like when she opened her mouth and said she's from knoxville okay i really this is how we're representing ourselves from east tennessee Really,
0: uh, it, it messed with me so much because I was like, when it got sent to me, I was hoping that it just got sent to me because I'm from Knoxville, you know, and I'm sure that's exactly why it got sent to me, but I was hoping that it wouldn't go viral. <laughs> you know, I was really hoping that this was just like the long video that somebody found somewhere and they was like, look at this, look at this, Knoxville people, Brandy. ha <laughs> ha
1: And she became the face of the Animaniacs meme, which I thought was... So the editing me on that's great. Me.
0: It, <laughs> it, oh, man, that is my favorite meme That's to a come good, out It's of really good whole. editing.
1: That's really good editing. But, yeah, that's not how I want us to be represented here, man, like in, T- in Tennessee. That's not what I want us to look like. But, you know, it is what it is. What
0: do you mean by that? When you have Marsha Blackburn and you have Bob Coker and you have, like, I'm just, what – you you have a whole ass wrestler as oh, yeah. <laughs> your county mayor whose whole career was built on wearing a mask
1: okay and then... so comedically i understood why he wouldn't support a mask cuz he's like really dude i've done this for 20 years i don't need... Although i would say half of his career he had the mask off but um I was pointing a second ago because I have, this won't surprise anyone that knows me. I have his action figure sitting right over there. <laughs> <off camera. So laughs> I was like, not just because I have pretty much everyone, not just because I'm a huge fan of his, but just I've got all those guys. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh you're right. You're not, I mean, you're definitely not wrong. Like, I think it's, I always tell people, you know, and for whoever's still listening to this part of the conversation, I try not to ever focus on Republican, Democrat, left, right, conservative, liberal, although that's what everything turns into. I'm always interested in the nuance and the human beings involved in those parties or situations or whatever. But yeah, whenever you sum it up, like East Tennessee is represented by, you know, a lot of red and a lot of, you know, viewpoints that I myself don't identify with and I'm sure you don't identify with.
0: We know that that person, the police officer, whoever was, like, full with the zip ties, he was from Tennessee. He had on a Tennessee badge or whatever. And it's just like, you know, these are our neighbors. These these are our our government officials. These are our law enforcement officers. And it makes, it terrifies me. Like, we make jokes about it, you know. I, I say things in jest or whatever. But this could be my new neighbor who just moved in next door. You know, they was gone for a couple of days. Was they at the Capitol? Was they storming the Capitol? I'm like, and they the only white people in this whole black ass block. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And
1: that's, yeah, you're right. Because that's the thing is like you walk around and it's like you kind of like you look at people different when you're like, especially like you said, when you're from an area where, you know, these people that feel this way are coming from. I'll tell you, I think I may have told you last time. I can't remember. I, I remember the moment that I knew Trump would win the election in 16 was when I was living actually out near Knoxville. And I was driving – I bought something off of, like, Facebook Marketplace or something. So I was driving to a town called Oneida, which is, you know, up a little bit, kind of close to Kentucky or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was literally going through backwoods, mountains, trailer parks, all that. And literally, every trailer park that I drove by, Trump 2016 signs in it. And I was like, oh, this dude from New York has got that vote? I'm not, you know, so – yeah. It's those silent people. I mean, and I won't say where I work just in case I get fired for having these viewpoints. But like the first thing I saw when I went to work the day after the Capitol situation was a guy in a Blue Lives Matter shirt.
0: Damn. See, I told you like this is the first day that I've been out since all that happened and I saw nothing. It shocked me. And it wasn't that I wasn't looking for it. Maybe I would have saw it if I was looking for it, because, but it's always so prevalent. Like, you know, they have the mask and the signs and the stickers. and.
1: Let me say this real quick, too, just to be clear. If, you, if someone supports police officers, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Blue Lives Matter is a sarcastic slogan to mock Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. like I don't understand why we can't just be honest about that just admit just admit that you don't like black people at that point like honestly like just <laughs> like that's all you have to do like I'd rather you just be just real about it. Just be like that way I know like okay like we don't have to have this conversation but now that I know like it's cool I respect I don't respect your opinion but you know what I'm saying like fine but don't Oh, blue lives matter too you're not born blue like you're not
0: nobody you know. is born blue and when a black officer takes off that uniform he is still a, or she they are still a black person first yeah. people don't see that know that they're a cop like how many stories have we heard of cops getting accosted and arrested by other cops who just didn't know that they was cops just thought that they was black people That
1: was, you know, and you, I mean, you don't even have to look to like the extreme, you know, there's an episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where that happens to Terry, where he's just in his neighborhood walking his dog and a cop just happens to be there. Or he's in, I think, a neighboring neighborhood walking his dog and he's the only, you know, black gentleman in the neighborhood or whatever. So that cop pulls a gun on him and whatever. And it's like, even a comedy show was able to deal with these matters in like a a serious and um, a way that had some levity to it. But, you know, it's... Let me ask you this. I didn't plan on asking you this. Uh, what are your thoughts on, do you have an opinion on parlor? <laughs> I threw that at you there. But.
0: You know what? If they like it, I love it. You know, like if people need to be in that space, I, want, I initially wanted to say hateful, but I think it stems deeper than hate, you know, and I think that, people need to have a release. But what I also feel is like when things aren't like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about censorship because I'm a black woman who was grown up in America and I've always been censored. So when people are like, you know, like all oh, this censorship shit, I'm like, I've,
1: I've been censored my whole
0: goddamn life. That's why What the What do you that. mean? <laughs> like, So I'm like, yeah, I can get on there. But I think that there, there needs to be like some type of, monitoring where it's just like all right these motherfuckers is planning a coup they're planning a riot they're planning something or whatever but i'm like if they want to go to parlor and talk about why they love trump why his left testicle is the best thing on earth go ahead do that there because i would much rather not see it on facebook well that's the other
1: thing (laughs) i was like fine like if if this is what gets y'all off facebook off my wall and that's good like cool that's
0: my thing like i don't i don't give a fuck what y'all do I don't give a fuck what y'all do as long as y'all not cause, my, cause my harm, but we know.
1: Well, well that's the thing is I, I had a conversation. I'll speak in code to you and you'll know what I'm talking about. I had a conversation with someone close to me about this particular app. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like with the protest, the, uh, not protest, um, the Capitol situation, it's brought to my attention by this person. Well, most of the people there are peaceful and just want to talk about whatever and i'm like we well, do i'm like do you not see the irony there though like do you not see the irony in that don't you understand how annoying it is to just be targeted because all one or two of us may have you know done something bad but now this whole group like parlor gets banned from apple and google and all that stuff like i'm sure it is annoying i'm sure it is frustrating Childish gambino this is america like welcome
0: like, <laughs> here we are
1: like he Literally. he warned he warned you in that video two and a half years ago about this particular week that we just lived. And here we are. The
0: first week of the year.
1: The first week. You you saw all the posts, you know, on New Year's Day. Like, it's a new year. We're going to – so glad 2020 is over.
0: Bruh. I thought that this year – and I don't know. Maybe it is looking up. You know, sometimes you got to, like, crawl through the shit to get through the the storm or whatever, whatever, whatever um, Morgan Freeman said. and. (laughs) (laughs) um but like when the year started i the first news i got was they canceled caillou i'm like this is the best gift ever oh my real quick
1: for the people listening add some context to that caillou who is caillou and why did he get canceled
0: caillou is a kid who's, who's four and each day he learns some more He loves exploring. He's Caillou. Um, (laughs) His world is growing now. So, Caillou is a PBS kids cartoon. And Caillou is the whiniest little bastard yeah. I've ever seen in my life. He always talks like this. And Rosie is his sister, who's a baby, but he abuses her. And then his mother is neglectful. <laughs> then a bitch. Like, and I don't I think that's one of the things that people always miss in Caillou, or maybe they just don't like pay attention to it. Caillou's mama is fed up. <laughs> okay, and she does not pay attention to that little boy. She barely pay attention to Rosie. <laughs> like, but Caillou is the most. You don't want your kids to watch it right. because they start talking like. You know, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Like how I have older kids. I have an 11 year old and a 15 year old. Caillou been around for two decades.
1: Yeah.
0: When my kids will watch Caillou, they would mimic him. My kids would get fucked up. No, <laughs> like, my, like, you can't come to me with that whiny stuff. No, what do you need? Tell, use your words. What is going on? No, we can't. Now that that's not we. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So when Caillou got canceled, a whole world of moms rejoiced.
1: I see. I don't as we talked about before this started, I don't have kids. So like, I'm not really up. I tried to stay up on some of the kids stuff. Like, you know, cause I know uh, my best friend's son's into like Blippi and, and you know, different, a uh, bluey different characters like that. But it's like, I only knew of Caillou from when I worked at Toys R Us years ago. And like, he started to have toys come out and they were like the hot thing when they first started coming out. So I remember trying to help people find those, but yeah, I just remember seeing like on Facebook, Blippi's finally canceled or not Blippi, uh, Caillou's finally canceled. And I was like, Whoa, like, Anyway, so thank you for adding that context. Because I myself was like curious, like, wait, what's going on with Caillou? Like, I just thought it was just some kids show. But there's a He's long old. history of kids shows being problematic. Like, that's yeah. but it goes back a long, long way. Like, yeah. remember when Rocco worked for a phone sex line? Was it Rocco or was it a... Uh... Yeah, it was Rocco, wasn't it? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. That happened. that was a full-ass thing on children's programming. Yep.
1: You know, the moment, like, literally while we were recording this, Nickelodeon's carrying one of the NFL playoff games. Like, they're doing their own coverage on it. Which...
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. So okay, keep going.
1: No, I just – I noticed on Instagram that people were posting stuff, and it was, like, they would have you SpongeBob imaging, and there was, like, sl- slime on the field, whatever. Like, I thought that was kind of a cool thing, especially, like, if you're a kid. And just someone that grew up watching a lot of Nickelodeon, like uh, that was a nice yeah. little nostalgic tip, but it's weird to me that all these kids shows have these problematic issues. Cause that the ones you talked about with Caillou were more serious than like little things that we may not have noticed. Like there's a million sex jokes in like SpongeBob episodes and everything, oh, sure. but it's like, we don't, as kids don't notice it. A lot of times the parents will notice, but then they'll maybe corrupt the kid by letting them know, Hey, this is about, you know, it's like, and uh, it's a, a we feel like it's a fine line to walk between, you know, I,
0: I think it's done intentionally, though, yeah, because when you have children, like you have parents and if the parent has to sit and watch children's programming all day, it's like you have to give the parent a little nugget here, or there to keep them interested as well. Yeah. You know, I think it's like very strategic because, there, yeah, there's so many things went over even my head being a young parent, you know, like and then when I watch it now, it's like, the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I was watching Space Jam the other day, and I was like, I don't re- I don't recall that. Like, I don't recall noticing that as a kid. It's like, it wasn't anything, like, major or super dirty or anything, but it was just like, huh, I don't remember that. So, because there was a controversy this past week or so about, I don't know if you know who the girl JoJo is. not JoJo's the, the Yeah, her. Not the other JoJo that can really sing, but like Not the singer, whatever. my yeah. boo. No, she's great, but. Yeah. that she had that kids game. It's like a card, like a board game or whatever. And you draw cards, and you get asked a question, it's kind of like a truth or dare type thing or whatever. And one of the questions was, have you ever been walked in on while naked? And there were parents outraged by this. Well, how could you have something so dirty, you know, in a kid's game? And I thought, okay, I can understand that. But also at the same time, a kid that's like 10 doesn't like, that's embarrassing as a kid. I remember being a yeah. kid. Like you don't want your parents to walk in on you while you're changing clothes or while you're whatever. Like, you got done playing outside, you're, you know, changing off the muddy clothes and dad walks in or mom walks in. Hey, and you gotta cover up. It's like it's awkward. That's embarrassing. I, so. I have
0: walked in on my eleven year old doing what eleven year old little boys do. And I will never do that again. Ever.
1: You got Yeah, you got Oh
0: it. man, I don't even I just call and yeah, like, I was gonna say and you got <laughs> I'm just like, all right, then it is what it is. Um, yeah did dave Chappelle have a bit
1: about that dave Chappelle was like when my son goes upstairs i'm like all right i'll see you in an hour i know what you're doing (laughs)
0: that ass that's real that is real but i'm like i don't see anything wrong with that question because it's like it when people get offended over things like that it's just like what is the reality that you're actually creating for your children like when you don't want just saying being naked like is it being naked like just having because people get walked in on you know children's adults whatever like it, it happens it's an, an embarrassing moment that happens yeah.
1: and it, it would be different if you know if the question had been you know if your parents ever walked in on you doing something inappropriate or you know mm-hmm. with another person in the room or whatever but it was like hey like i don't know yeah i, I didn't guess take they it have
0: said, like if you were taking off your clothes but even that can be insane ways so i think people just be but i also
1: good. understand like the nuance and as a parent to be like okay well, we have to like protect our kids from everything so
0: protect them from what though
1: yeah i mean i'm just telling you like i, I yeah, i've heard I get the it. argument well we gotta we gotta be afraid of everything we gotta look out for everything we can't let anything slip by us I'm like well d- they're going to have to learn some things eventually and they're going to have to get some of those you know scuffs on them eventually that, like
0: yeah when you do that helicopter parenting like that it never really truly works out well does it i've never seen any examples like and it, i always am fearful for parents who operate in that fashion because it makes the, their kids so dissociated from them you know because their parents are on them all the time and it's just like they don't give them space and freedom or whatever even to like be honest because they make them so uncomfortable you know
1: you know i if i were a kid now and i had like a parent that was like overbearing i'd be like yo as soon as i'm 18 i'm getting on OnlyFans, fans like straight up like <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting my own allowance money now Like, forget it like
0: yeah
1: but i mean that's the thing that's how that goes though i feel like it's like you know, a lot of times if you're that overbearing, it's like that's the kid more likely to act out, you know, either during the process or after they you know move on in life. But again, there's a fine line. I'm really in no position to speak on parenting, but, you know, just kind of going by what I've seen, like a lot of the people that I know that have turned out really well had parents that, you know, kind of let them live and learn that weren't. You know, neglectful or, or absent in any fashion, but we're just like, hey, there's yeah. oh, it a
0: line. There is definitely, and it's not even a fine line between like neglectful and like, you know, like a more loose parenting or whatever. Like, neglect is neglect, <laughs> like, you know, but giving your kids the space and the, um, having them not only like acknowledge, but exercise using agency over themselves, I'm like, that's one of the gifts that you, you give your children is agency. And um, I, I take on parenting like I take on friendships, not in that what I, I consider to be kind of toxic, like these ain't my kids, these are my friends. I'm like, no, 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 these are my children. And there are yep. definitely boundaries and rules and things like that. But w- when I say that, I mean, like, I don't yell at my kids because I don't yell at my friends. You know, if they do something out, like, like you know, how do you respond to your friends when they do something out of pocket? People tend to respond to children differently. People yeah. tend to respond to children more harshly and more condescendingly and, like, a lot of shame is put into it or whatever. And I'm like, but that's not how we treat our friends. So why would we treat our children like that's that? It's the
1: same thing if you have, like, in an employee-employer relationship you have a mm-hmm. boss, like it's all well and good if you get along with your boss outside of work. But like between those lines, like there needs to be, okay, here's what we got to get done. Like and yes. there needs to be that respect there. And I'm not comparing, you know, you know, being a parent to clocking in, clocking out for a job. But it's similarly, you need to you have, have that respect, you know, both ways where you're like, okay, like, I love you, but we got to, you know, if you do something stupid, like I'm going to call there are you on consequences. It. Like,
0: <laughs> There are consequences for your actions. Imagine. Just like being banned from twitter imagine <laughs> like, <that>. you
1: know <laughs> that was the part i didn't understand was like what he would get banned and people would go i don't understand why though but really you don't understand why like i understand freedom of speech freedom of speech isn't freedom from consequence though like you can no. say whatever you want i want he you didn't to get
0: arrested for what he said yet imagine but, you know
1: like i've always told people imagine you just go to great britain and just say whatever you want you can't you can't like imagine and this goes both ways because a lot of people out here you know fuck trump he's the worst which i'm not saying i disagree with but i'm just saying you can't go to england and say fuck the queen she's the worst like you're literally gonna get thrown in jail for that like you Mm -hmm. there needs to be a level of appreciation for the freedom of speech to then like we're talking about respect like you need to respect that freedom before just wildly using it
0: Yes.
1: What I was encouraged by But also discouraged by what the Capitol Was oh there's a whole generation of people Now that are understanding hey like now I'm in real trouble like it was One thing for me to be on Twitter and Facebook saying You know what I was saying but now I'm in the Capitol and I'm going to face criminal Charges from the FBI Yeah. And most of, and again they're all White so I'm sure they'll get away with it eventually But like they'll be let off with a Slap on their wrist but like I'm hoping that's not the case I'm hoping that a lot Of them are like okay Twenty-five years. What's up?
0: Well, they said one year for the guy who broke into Nancy Pelosi's office and sat on the desk. I'm like, (laughs) we got activists that's still in jail. Yep. You know, for some shit that happened like two, three years ago. Like, free all political prisoners. You know, that's a real thing. You probably know people that
1: maybe have, um, you know, a drug charge or. Hell, because I don't consider marijuana a drug. Um, marijuana charges, or maybe sure. DUI. And I understand DUI is a serious thing, but I'm, I'm talking like on the grand scale of what we saw at the Capitol and what people are allowed to get away with things that people are serving real time for that are like really
0: just dumb shit. So um, there are states that have you know, legalized really-
1: marijuana but yet people are still serving time because you can't go retroactively change those sentences, even though what they're in jail for is legal.
0: Legal. And people are making money off of it. You know, um, it's trash. It's like really messed up. And then also like with that, there are people who need their voting rights restored.
1: Yeah.
0: Behind some of the, the bullshit policies that were created that no longer exist or whatever. And like they're, like halting that process be and they're saying it's because of COVID um that some of these clinics and things can't happen to get voting rights restored but what we also have realized is like the people who actually have their voting rights intact Mm are in jail that are supposed to be able to go and vote they didn't let them vote
1: and And it's like and yet largest turnout ever a victory for Biden and one that really wasn't that close, yeah. And yet,
0: well, it depends on who you ask, right?
1: Right? <laughs> I always, you know, Jay Z lyric men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I understand that there can be conspiracy, but it's funny how the election's always fair until you lose, and then it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But like, well, he li- like, but he literally said that though, he said two years ago. The only way that the election results will be fair is if I win. Like you can like if you're this if you don't believe if you don't believe, I'm not just like using hyperbole, you can Google that quote. Like it's maybe not be the exact word for word, but he said, Yeah, the only way it's fair is if I win. Mm -hmm. The solution, Trump's solution to everything is more Trump. But yeah, it's just it's weird. Like it's the, my least favorite thing that I've seen is when people say, well, this isn't, the, this isn't the America that I know. I'm like, okay, well, that statement is quite literally only made behind a position of privilege. Cause if you just like open your
0: eyes like this, this is the America I've always known. What you mean? <laughs> this, uh, this is the America that existed in 1985 when I was born. It was the same America, a little less rights though. Little less rights. We have more rights now. The,
1: the so. weird thing, too, to me is that a lot of these people that complain, two things that complain about going back to parlor being banned on platforms. One, it's ironic that you all of a sudden need a safe space to share your views, considering that's what you criticized everyone else for for the last several years.
0: Do we say it? Do we do we say snowflake now or no? That's what I'm
1: saying. Well, it, okay. it fits because most of these people have the complexion of a snowflake. For one, so it, honestly, it literally fits. You know, I know that I shouldn't say anything considering you see how pale I am with this lighting. And everything. I feel like
0: you can say it. That gives you autonomy to say it. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, you know, on a deeper level, you know, I and I consider myself to be a Christian individual and what pains me is the amount of white evangelicals hiding behind this. And the individual that I'm close with that I was talking to you about, well, Mm -hmm. I'm, I follow this person on parlor. They shared this, I had a video shared with me this morning and I'm like, what's Jesus's profile on there? Like what, like, does he have a profile name? Can I follow him? Cause like, why don't you follow him the way you follow these, you know, People to just be saying stuff and doing yeah. stuff. Like you don't get to post like a Bible quote and then say Jesus is the answer to all when you spend the rest of your time. That's why I shared the verse that I shared the other day, because and who knows, maybe I'm one of these people, but there'll be several. I, I never talk. It's funny. I mean, you and I having these conversations, because I don't talk about it. All right, I'll go ahead and anyone. jump in right there. That will Here conclude this part of the conversation for there now. Will be several uh, there will be on uh, whatever some, you believe be can be judgment going forward with her. That'll be a, that a lot we'll, more It says in the verse that will cry He said uh, these words himself. we are looking out. We actually chatted off the air when we were done Never worry about how we need to do this more often. The verse literally some different okay, topics. you know, talk about the serious stuff, talk about the fun stuff, but do it all in sort of a concise, organized way. Probably some longer form Conversations as well. Any other putting other, than other than there's going be long episodes, uh so stay tuned for those. These are the, same. the same These are the same you can find that, everything. You, know, you can find podcast support you of it, can and find then said, you, well, know, you know, know links and things, things that are coming up. um I'll be so, back on Twitch here soon. You could have kept that energy on there as well. So there's ways that you can support the show. So make sure you're looking out for And it was
0: like I was like I hope to have you back next time. But
1: if not, sorry but I get it.